Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Mixer. And uh, Dylan, man, you, you the first one up. So, you know, you can share your thoughts on, you know, the first two games or in the program, whatever you feel, man. The, the floor is yours. It's the Ball Hawk Show live on Twitter Spaces on this 9 11. Um, so go ahead, my guy. I was just going to ask if you don't mind starting. I think that's best for everyone to hear from you first. Um, I think everyone likes to listen to you first. You're, you're the big part of the, you're, you're the one who's really started these spaces. The, I would say the voice of the program, I, I would say from the Twitter and social media part, uh, we hear a lot of you, especially at the games. We see you out there at halftime. So I think it'd be best actually for you to start. Plus I got a, I'm driving currently. So let me, uh, I'm at the park to be at the gym in like a couple minutes. Okay. So once I park, I can actually, uh, speak. Cause I got, I'm bringing some facts. Okay. Some, some, uh, some facts. <laughs> I got you. Well, you know, I could just start off, man. So just speaking from the starters, see just the first two games, you know, we're on to, um, and I think a lot of folks had picked that we would be on to, I thought we would be one and one. I thought we would beat jam you. And, um, I really felt like that game slipped away after that second delay. Uh, kudos to jam you. Like I always like to provide praise to the winner because a lot of times we could try to minimize what the winner did by saying what we didn't do. And I feel like it's a two way street and those guys executed. They stuck to their game plan because they wanted to run the football was shutting them run down early. They was having trouble. Um, their quarterback was hit and miss. He was missing some open guys early in the game. He hit some open guys early in the game. They had a special team score. They jumped out on us. It was emotional because we was honoring our three Kings and, um, you know, everything was looking great. They had a lot of people in the stands. You know, they traveled well. They were loud. They were everywhere in the stadium. So um, it started off ugly, and then the guys battled back. We saw some explosive plays on offense, and I know a lot of people, the jury's still out on Dad's Kitchen, but with Calandria at quarterback, and even with Tony Musket last week at Tennessee, I saw some very good things, some very, very good things from Tony Musket, even though he didn't have a lot of time. He threw some very good – Accurate passes, and I shared a couple of those throws on Twitter after that Tennessee game. Um, so, you know, Tennessee just was too much. So I didn't really come out that game negative because those guys fought, and I felt like one-on-one they were just better than us. Like athlete for athlete, just what they had compared to what we had. A lot of people are not going to be honest with you like that. I'm going to be honest with y'all if I felt like a team just better than us and just beat us. A lot of times folks be thinking I'm making excuses, but I'm just a realist. Like, it is what it is. It's like I gave JMU credit when they came out of that delay. They punched us in the mouth, and they executed at a high level. They converted on third downs. The first third and short, we blew a cover two coverage. They ran a smash concept. Um, we had two guys jump a hitch. That field side corner should have backed up. What was it? He's cause, was it in the field or the boundary? It was in the middle of the field, but the corner, our left corner should have sloughed off and protected the sale route because we had a backer that was on the hammer route. But he jumped the short route on third and three, and he hit the sale route, and it looked like Sanker got beat, but it was on. It should have been a corner that should have been right underneath that, either picking it or breaking it up, and they probably would have went for it, or maybe they wouldn't have because that was the first drive. So we don't know what would have happened, but after that pass, um, if I'm not mistaken, they ran the ball after that. Yeah. They had two big runs by number seven. They just 
out executed us or maybe three. But anyway, you got to tip your hat out to them. But as far as what I was going to say about the offense, as much flack as we give gave the offense last year and they struggled with the talent we had, you know, Wicks is with, with the Packers and, you know, Brennan's now at NC State and we understood the season they had before them with all those same weapons and Billy Kemp's with Nebraska and Shador, you know, showed him his watch. If y'all didn't, if y'all saw that film of Deion Sanders' son, which is the quarterback showing the watch to the to the kid with the bag, that was Billy, that was actually Billy Kemp, if y'all didn't know. Um, but yeah, man, offense, I thought, I thought they played well. Big plays, brought back with silly penalties. I, look, the, the first penalty on Malachi was BS to me. I don't know, and, and I'm going to stand on that. Like, that rush should get a negative for even throwing that flag. Like, a player is five yards out. That's just like calling a holding call when you run into the left and you're calling a holding call on a right tackle after the guy has broke the line of scrimmage or you call a holding call on the backside receiver away from the play. Like, P was five to seven yards up the field before the ref looked back and Malachi dumped the kid and he threw a hold. Like, come on, man. And I get it. I get it. It was a hold, but it's like, is this really going to affect the play as far as that kid really going to make that play? No. Heck no. But it is what it is. I thought the hands to the face was crucial Um, on the third. Uh, was that a third down or second down? On the second drive jam you had, maybe a third down, but that was back, that was a backbreaker, and that was legit. That was a legit call. The pi was bogus. If you thought that was a pi, the pi in the Bailey game, my God! And Sanker had his head around, and receiver tried to push him. They always catch the defender defending himself, and then he just fall down. He get up like don't bail him out, bro. The throw the come on, man. I I really despise that, man. I really despise that. I really do. And I played both positions. If I was a receiver, I wouldn't even. I'm lying. If I was a receiver, I'd have been like, "What a flag!" <laughs> I would have definitely been like, "What a flag!" <laughs> I'm lying. I'm lying. If I was a defender, I damn sure would have threw the flag back at him and got another 15 and got kicked out. Man, what the hell? Take your flag and go get it. But yeah, as far as the state of the program, man, um, I personally thought we would win this game. We didn't. I ain't kicking people while they down. They're like, I get it, man. I, I get it for a fan who really invested a program with their with their money and you want to return. I get the frustration. I do. And you can take to the X app, which we're on Twitter. I call it the X app now. I, I get I get it, man. I get it. But I just like to like make sure narratives are correct. You could just say I'm mad because we losing. But People saying, well, Dad shouldn't have did this, this. I'm just like, come on, bro. Like, we up, we up. Look, let me tell you something. Because we love Coach Rudd. But you you know, man, we scored 35. Like, you can't, you better not say nothing about the offense. Well, he, oh, wow, we running right here. Do you know we just got a penalty and was second along? You really just wanted to throw it and have third along now? That's why he ran it. Everything deserves some context, man. I'm all about criticizing folks, but I'm going to give you the full context. I'm going to give you the full con. I just, I just am. That's just me, and people hate that. They really despise that because I want to give you the full story. Because I would want that on my behalf if somebody's talking bad about me. Y'all going to be like, well, you just took a sound bite. He really said this before and this after. Put it in the context. And I ain't cast no aspersions on, on the defense. They, hey, look, man, the first two games, it's not what we thought. 
it's just the moving parts aren't are not together right now. Like you can't pressure if you can't do certain things on the back end like you could last year. Everything is tied hand in hand. And I think people miss that as well. Like if you look at how we aren't we really aren't able to execute at a high level in the secondary like we really want, you can't get pressure. We don't have the luxury of just like when we send four now, it's like those guys can't cover like the two like the two guys last year were all ACC. And there's no knock on who we got now. It's not saying they trash can't juice, but we're just being real. We run a lot more zone. When we run man, it's not sound. You know, guys' technique isn't where we want it to be right now. So you're taking hits. But everybody keep blaming the OC because that's what our fan base do. I know a couple years ago everybody was blaming the DC, but they would still go at a nine occasionally. Oh man, he should have he should have ran the ball to help our defense out. Now you had an OC who was really trying to help the defense out because they just gave up an 80 yard drive coming out of delay and tried to run and run some clock and play complimentary football. And everybody wanted AC to keep throwing the football. Now, what if he keeps throwing the football and he make a mistake? You're gonna say, why would you keep letting the freshman throw? You got to protect him from himself. Like, hey, I'm telling you, it's a it's a lose lose for kitchens. It's a win-win for y'all because we hindsight. We get to see the result. So um, if whoever to speak, if you got something to say and you want to, you know, share your thoughts, if you got questions, I'm, I'm here to answer what I can. You feel me? Whether it's from the experience point that, well, I don't know if I'm a, I can't speak for the administrator, so I can't speak for Carla. I can't speak for what they do. So that's above my pay grade. I could try hypothetically, but Football stuff, I could talk to you about. I watch enough film. I break it down enough. Um, I already started on Maryland. They got a very good receiving core. Tua's little brother is nice. He's the best quarterback in the Big Ten. Yeah, he's probably the best quarterback in the conference this year. Yeah. They they little shaky up front, but he's mobile. They got some explosive backs. So, um, like, our defense going to have to really step up. Just like the offense got to keep stepping up. You feel me? Because last year the defense always did their job. Offense looked good last game. So we need both to show up at the same time. Go ahead, Dylan. So I finally parked. And, you know, for me, I get a different perspective. You know, I've my dad played. I've, some of you know my dad played um, in the 80, 80, 85, 89. Uh, 89. Uh, my, my goodness gracious, 80, uh, <laughs> 1985 to 90, uh, 1990. When okay. he graduated, so I've always had a chance to always be a part of UVA football in terms of um, just in general. I've always been a fan. I've, I want to work for UVA one day, so I'm gonna watch a little bit of what I say. Um, so I've always had a different perspective in terms of um, UVA football. Um, I want to start this. I feel like people looking at Tony and complaining about him and everything that's going on with UVA, but this has started three years ago. Let's let's be real. Where it all starts. Right. We were six and six in 2020, 2021, I believe it was, right? And um, you know, Bronco left surprisingly. No one expected Bronco to leave. And I, I put out a tweet even. I said, Tell me when I'm lying. Since twenty twenty one we have lost Bronco surprisingly. You know, coaches who were coaches who were a part of Bronco's staff were telling kids to leave. Right? We've had thirty three transfers from our team. Mm. Eleven decommits. He committed recruits. That's not even including the guys who have graduated, you know, and left us. 
Um, and then, unfortunately, the unfortunate events that happened last year, you know. And they're blaming everything, all the, un, you know, all, everything that's happened that, that Tony has that had no impact on. Tony, my dad, you know, he, he's sitting there. We were at the game this past weekend, and we're sitting there with the alumni. And even the alumni told, you know, they're talking, and Tony got – he got sent a, a broken toy, basically. Mm. I mean, let's be real. I mean, Tony, I'm not saying he's been perfect, man. Don't get me wrong. The st- there have been many mistakes that have happened, and, and Tony is at fault with it. We have had many faults on this team. But you cannot blame everything that has happened so far on Tony Elliott. Right? That, that's that's unfair. We just lost, like you said, we lost um, Andy Johnson to the NFL. French Charles Cyphers, he, he transferred. He's at Florida State. Two of our best, like you said, ACC guys are gone. Cohen King was a safety last year. He's playing DB. Though he is playing great, that is not – he is outside of his, of his comfort, right? Yeah. This past game, we had a freshman start. Though he was great, don't get me wrong. AC is beautiful. And whoever starts against Maryland, I, 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 I'm comfortable with it, whether it's Tony or AC. But we have a freshman starting quarterback. We lost – when I say a 33 starting for – We've lost eight eight linemen, eight total linemen transferred out. We had one guy who transferred to Virginia Tech. Like the one you people are wondering why the O line struggling. We've lost we've lost our our starting guys and our backups. Come on, man! That's 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 a, that's hard to deal with. That is unfortunate. It's hard to deal with. And I understand, you know, Tony. We we we, we got to figure out something. Hopefully soon. But you can't put every all this blame on Tony, man. That's unfair. Um, I'm gonna say a part of this game. I think that you can't make excuses in football and, and in life. You, it, you, you know, you gotta suck it up. We lost. We lost. There's no excuse for it. But at the same time, the rain delay did have an impact on it. I don't know if some people, I believe in momentum. The momentum definitely it, it stopped. It was uh, what was it? Ten? It was ten. Not uh, it was ten. We were up by ten with eight. What was it? 12 minutes left? It was up by 11. Into the rain delay. We were up by 11, thank you. We were up by 11 and had to stop for about an hour to an hour and like 20 minutes. And then they get the ball. They already, you saw, they started out fast at the beginning of the game, right? Yeah. We, we came out slow. We came out slow again. Momentum, in my opinion, momentum matters. It factored into why we lost. No excuses. It is no excuse at all. At the end of the day, we lost. It, it, we lost. But it did factor on it. Right, you mentioned Tennessee. If we're being real, no one thought we were beating Tennessee. If you were mad about that loss, now we played. You're crazy. That D line. I mean, our line. I'm sorry to say, is is not that big. Tennessee's O line. I think when I saw average about six five, two. I mean, not two, three twenty, three three thirty around there. They had a big D line, man. Going against our O line, who already struggled. That that's not a. That's a missing. That's a that's a hard thing to go against. Right, and, and Tennessee was, I think, ended up being what top ten in the end of the year last year. Yeah. Right now they're probably right now they're probably be they're probably number seven. I think I got look at I didn't look at the AP poll today. And that, that's a hard game. JMU is a FCS national champion. Ben DiNucci, who went to my high school, was on that team. They have they have had talent. They've been getting talent for years. There's not like there's just some random FCS team that's average. No, they are. A, they were one of the best. They were one of the best FCS teams. Win D one was great last year. Couldn't play in the bowl game. They have been a good team. They've been a great team. 
right? And of course, the academic unfortunate factors of not unfortunate, you know, it's just how it is. The the academic factors of being a UVA student, right? That that matters. We're one of the best universities academically in the country, and though I think that there are a little bit of changes that could help, maybe to help us in terms of uh, bringing in some of these guys. Academics are a big are a bigger part of the university has always been. We just got to deal with it. So they saying, right? so I think they can't hear it. So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm recording this, so it, I'll upload this and this part of being in, but I have to restart the space so they can't hear. So I'm going to redo the space. So you'll get alert. I'm a, I'm a, I got to close this one and restart a new one because nobody can really hear us. Mm-hmm. All right. So let, let's close this one and we're going to start right back up. So we'll make sure everybody get here. Anybody listen to us a podcast recording? I just had to start a new space. Um, folks said they couldn't hear, so we want to make sure everybody can hear, have a chance to talk. So I apologize for the pause in this podcast episode, but you know we got to make sure everything is everything. And I think sometimes when you schedule spaces now, it doesn't cooperate. So that's the thing. So. They want you to go live. So thank you, Elon. I'll make sure I always do a set one and then start it and start a new one. Yeah, that's 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 what we're going to do. Elon, give me a damn Tesla, too, while you're at it. I need a Tesla for this, Elon. I need it. You know what I'm saying? You're too rich to really disrespect you with mean words, so... I want my Twitter account, so I ain't going to say nothing else. But Dylan, man, go ahead and finish your thoughts, brother. You was cooking. You was doing a good job. I mean, the only thing I guess I wanted to say, I guess the final two cents I will put, if I, if I could, I'll, I'll, I'll say real quick my tweet that I put out. Okay. Again, real real fast. And then I wanted to mention, the last thing I wanted to mention was the, the coaches, that the two coaches, or at least one of the coaches. Um, again, the, the tweet I put out was that, uh, hold on, that's fine. So Put in a jumbotron. Uh, so you know how to share it at the top. You know how to share it to uh, the space. I don't know how to. Let me Is but you tweeted it though. I will go. I go right to your page now. Yeah. And share. It was two. It was. Uh, I'll just say it real fast and just put it in there. Tell me when I'm lying. Since 2021, we've lost Bronco surprisingly. Coaches who were tell who were leaving tell uh, telling kids to leave. 30, we've had 33 transfers, 11 decommitted recruits. Mm. The graduates that don't com- that don't count, and the unfortunate events that happened last year 
yet ever yet many blame Tony for everything. Not saying he's done everything perfect, but but name me someone who has had a tougher job. The culture of UVA football needs to change, including the team and the fans. Uh, that was my tweet. Uh, real fast, the one thing I want to mention, the final thing real quick, was the coaches. I mean, we, people brought up Deion Sanders and how great of a job he's done and how fast he's done it. Deion Sanders is one of the greatest football players of all time. In my opinion, I mean, he's played, he's played in my opinion, the toughest position that you could play in football. He's always been a big name. He's prime time. Everyone knows who Deion Sanders is. Deion Sanders was a great high school coach, won many state, many state titles in Texas, goes up to Jackson State. Not, not only did he, he not only go to Jackson State, he brought his son, five-star recruit at the time. No one, many people didn't know that. Sidor Sanders was a five-star recruit, one of the best players in his class. On top of that, he was bringing four, four or five-stars to Jackson State. Then he gets Travis Hunter. Then he brings all of that same talent from Jackson State over to the Colorado. I don't know why people didn't expect Colorado to be this good. Now, I didn't anticipate it to be this, this good, but we knew Colorado was going to be good eventually. Maybe not this year, but next year we knew they were going to be a very good team. I mean, Deion Sanders is a big name. If, that, if that's what you want at UVA, we got to find maybe the biggest thing that we can get possibly to want to coach us, right? I, I, my dad mentioned Dan Mullen. He would be a great coach. No, he's, he's not the you know biggest, biggest, big name like Deion. But Dan Mullen would bring in some big recruits if you wanted someone like that. Or you got to find so Anthony Poindexter. We all wanted him. We didn't get him. But you got to find someone with a big name if you want to, if you want to just come that quick. Other than that, it's not going to be coming that easy to UVA. It's just not. Um, the Duke coach, they had talent. They had bad coaching, but they've always had talent, right? They, in my opinion, they didn't play that strong of a schedule last year, and the culture has changed. They, they've done a great job there. The only – my only complaint with Tony, and my, my – I have had a couple things. My biggest kind of complaint is I just want to see some more fire from him. I would love to see him – like, just show that he's pissed off. Come to the media and be like, yo, we got to do better. Come out that fire. Not that, that he just shows the players. But show it to the media maybe a little bit more. Maybe maybe I'm asking for too much. Maybe uh, maybe that's kind of stupid to say. But I just wish I saw that fire a little bit more from him. That's my just my biggest complaint. I just wish I saw that, like, that fire in his heart. That's all I'll say. Okay. No, I appreciate that, Dylan. Some great thoughts, you know. Uh, very thought out. And I appreciate it, man. Um yeah, I I I'm I'm somebody that gives pushback to prime time because he man say he got his own Louis Vuitton bags. <laughs> he ain't come to Colorado solo. Everybody talk about everybody that transferred away from Colorado. You know the the writers and the narratives, but they ain't talk about all the dudes who transferred to Colorado. Oh, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah. Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Come on, man. You know it was four and five star guys going to Colorado. Yeah. Like when Tony showed up, <laughs> who came with him? Oh, okay. I'm just trying to figure out. When Tony got the job, was it early or late? Oh, okay. I it mean, was late in January. I mean, my man, look, man behind, man behind the eight ball, bro. The cupboard was bare. Yeah, oh, he had all the same weapons. We had weapons. When Kurt Ben Kurt got here that first year, the line one where it's supposed to be, and they was asking for Lindell Stone when Kurt was the quarterback after his first year. Remember the Indiana game when we played at home? They were like, "We want Lindell Stone." I, hey man, I'm petty. I got receipts on how impatient <laughs> the we are. Pound the back. Yeah, 
Come on, man. Oh, I remember the great Bryce, per- Bryce Perkins. You remember? Hey, yeah. we need to play BP. No, I mean, BA. BA came into that short pass to Joe Reed versus Georgia. Oh, man, they need to start BA. Even Perkins went through it. I mean, look, man, I'm just, I'm just giving you, you know, all I'm doing is giving you the pettiness that I see, that I save, and I just realize, like, it comes with the turn. That's why I don't really get defensive at the games when we lose and we come up short because I know, you know, I know what our fan base is going to do. That's fine, and that's fine. It really is, bro. I used to, I used to be super petty and go at folks. I did, like, two years ago. I used to go crazy. But it's like I got to give people that grace and let them, and let them vent. Like, that's your right. Vent. Get it up. Amen. Amen. You know, it's all good. What's up, though? What's good, my guy? Yeah, I still sound raspy. You know what I'm saying? Brother was out there at the game. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So you know I was yelling. God damn, you know I was yelling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody should be feeling some type of way. That's good. You know what I'm saying? For a long time, I feel like it done been a culture and institutional problem from above within the football program as far as what we allowed for so long. Yeah. In a social age where now where everybody got a voice, you know what I'm saying? People be tweeting opinions. You you feel me? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's just everybody' opinion, and it's all a good thing because the moment everybody get on the same page and we start talking to the right people, that's when shit gonna turn key. And a lot of the things that you know, ain't nobody ain't nobody saying we trying to flip the Georgia. You feel me? But I feel like after that little bit of success that we had recently too within this age, that that's driving you crazy too. And you know, you said something to me that stuck out too. You you you, you messed me up when you said that. That's I was playing the game, and I was like, "Damn, he was right as hell." The a, a Bronco was a scientist. I mm-hmm. like the parts that he put together was like analytically done. Like when we think about it in the recruiting and shit, some of the people that we passed on because of analytics, statistics, and all. A bro was a scientist. And it all fit together to make that picture that we had. Mm-hmm. But as soon as bro left, hey, look, that joint crumbled. And we seen it, we seen it crumble right before our eyes. Facts. And you know, mix that with last year, the circumstances. Yeah, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Shit, yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like everybody was pissed because that's a game you expect to win. You know what I'm saying? And we, we should have won that game. We gave it away. I ain't one that's going, that's giving them no leeway as far as, oh, well, the rain delay. The hell with that. The hell with the rain delay. You you should have took that joke. We we ate, we had our will with them if we wanted to. You know what I'm saying? But yep. that's part of the learning process too. That's the team learning to win as a young team. So, you know, and then the, the hate on Dez, that shit crazy because now, you know, we done seen two games where I'd be damned if that offense didn't look like it made sense, didn't it? Everybody like, this doesn't make sense. What are we doing? What are we doing? And that should make a hell of sense now, for real. Even though it is kind of ugly, but everybody can all agree in unison. The one part that needs the most fixing in this jump on that side of the ball. It's all, and, and that's, that's always that. the most important, no matter your offensive scheme. Like, offensive yeah. line is the most important position group 
if you want to consistently win games, it's just y'all yeah. don't praise them because they considered big uglies. If you don't got an offensive yeah. line, I don't care who you are, you're not yeah. going to be good a lot and during so, the season. You you could win it, some games with deficiencies, but not a lot of them. And uh, them guys still young, you know what I'm saying? It's time to put it together. And uh, we saw a lot of good flashes. I was going to see points. They gave you points on Saturday and left meat on the ball. What they score, twenty eight straight? Yeah. And again, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no ain't no W's within a loss, but I just like the ninth rebuild. So yeah, that's a little W. Again, I feel like again, that's a game that shit, I don't I don't I don't I don't even care what it is, man. So like we when we lined up, we should have been busting their ass. Period. All game brain to lay or die. <laughs> hey, you, you gotta you gotta beat who you supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. That's that's simple when it comes to this game. Beat who you supposed to beat. So I think that was the most frustrating thing too. That was a good game. You know what I'm saying? That's something that I would like to see more often. We need to continue playing all the Commonwealth games. You know what I'm saying? That that don't mean more to career. They've been waiting for this game forever. I seen somebody walking around in a T-shirt that was like from three years ago for this date, waiting mm-hmm. for the game. I don't know if y'all know this, but I mean, every touchdown, they threw them damn streamers on. I was like, what? That was that. the most, that was, that shit was sweet. That's why I was like, that joke was disrespectful. I was like, <laughs> Just trashing up, boss. They oh trash up their own God. stadium, too, so, and then you know, they consistent. And then it was even crazier. What was even crazier was the score kept getting high. I'm like, all right, now, what are these damn stories? How the hell everybody walk in with a party city's worth of purple gold streamers? I'm like, come on, God. I was like, hey, hey, they nice for that. They had a whole pot. Hey, look, they reloaded every time. I'm picking up whole rolls off, man. They scored a bunch of points. I'm like, hold on. Where the hell did you keep coming from, man? I'm like, hey, that joint was crazy, dog, for real. That shit was cool. That stuff you love to see. That's just because it made more hit. And I think that's why you got a lot of reaction. Yeah. And then also, we can't have people out here gatekeeping mid, all right? You're on social media. No matter if we play for the team or anybody, everybody opinion ain't stupid, y'all. Just because we ain't playing the game in the in the era of 2024 when we got all 22 and all types of elaborate breakdowns of games down the blocking schemes and everything. If you really want to dive into it and think about it, don't be out here gatekeeping no mid. If people mad, let them be mad. Say your opinion. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you got to be able to agree to disagree, but we can't have nobody out here gatekeeping no mid. That's disgusting business right there. Filthy. That's that's what I got right there, big dog. All right, I appreciate you gatekeeping the mid. Hey, uh, Remy, if you got something that you want to say, bro, go ahead. And then I know Craig and then Bama came up. So, you know, let everybody share their thoughts, questions, or opinions. Yes. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I said, I'll try to, you know, keep it as brief as I can. Um, But I feel like, and I mean, in fairness, like, I mean, Tony Elliott makes a, a lot of money to, like, you know, handle things like this, but it's almost like it's a no-win situation. Like, no matter what you do, like, you know, you can't win. You know, like, I think somebody earlier spoke to, you know, wanting to see, like, more fire out of him. You know, like, you know, maybe, like, in the media or on the sideline. Well, we saw that last year. At least on the sideline, you know, like him, like, you know, you know, getting riled up, you know, like getting a little bit louder with players. You know, it seemed like 
I'm not going to say it was out of character for him. I don't know. But, you know, it seemed like he was, you know, trying. That was his way in that moment of trying to motivate his players. And, you know, you go online, you see on on Twitter or X or, you know, maybe like Wahoo's 24-7 like that. You know, people are like, oh, why is he chewing out the guys like that? You know, like, oh, he should be he should be more composed on the sideline. You know, like, oh, like people haven't played football like a coach has never, like, chewed out a player before. That's That's never happened before, right? You know? No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you, dog. I'm just, I'm on that stance. We got to win the ones. You got to be supposed to win, man. No, I, I hear you. You know? you know, it's just like I said, you know, you got to, I mean, and it's not like you don't know that, you know? And and he, he, I'm saying, you know, he was, I, I was, I mean, I would have been dejected too. I mean, it's, it's a hard game. You know, you, you, you go through all that. You had him up by 11, you know, had this rain delay. I'm not about to sit here and blame a game on a rain delay. I'm not, you know, but, what happened happened, you know. I'm sure he's just as frustrated with it as all the players and you know all the players in the locker room, all the players on the field, you know. But I mean, you know, like I don't know. I feel like you know for everything that this team and you know Coach Elliott has gone through, like I mean the Charlottesville community has gone through in the past you know year, you know, like the the the, the thought process of like oh we're trying to get this man out of you know like we're like oh we're we're like the contingent of fans out there that are like fire Tony Elliott. Like, I just, I, I just can't get it. I, I don't get it. You know, like, you know, Oh, well, how much is Tony Elliott's buyout? You know, I've seen things like that in year in mid in the middle of year two. And I'm like, Oh, let's say his buyout. I don't know. Let's just say his buyout was like five, $6 million. You know, if somebody, if, if the, you know, the UVA fan or UVA fans that were, that were so charged up to be able to raise $6 million for a coach buyout, you know what that could go to? That could go to Cav Futures. That could go to getting us, like, I don't know, getting us some four stars, some five stars. Well, maybe not five stars, but, you know, it could go us to getting, like, oh, the players that, like, if we're being honest, like, we know, like, how much, you know, NIL, like, how important NIL is in 2023 and beyond. So, you know, not let's not do that. We're just going to, oh, just harp on, like, oh, getting the coach out of town. I don't know. I feel like I'm ranting, but. This is just kind of like my thought process right now. Nah, man, it's a safe space. Um, I'm just giving people opportunity to just voice their opinions, voice what they feel like is their truth. If they got any questions, then I mean, you're doing exactly what I plan to do. Just let people really share their thoughts, man. Because a lot of times when you tweet, nobody understands the context. Some people just, when it comes to typing characters, it's different than what if they say it. So, yeah, man, I think you make a great point about. Like firing Tony as what his buyout is because it's like yo if you can come up with the buyout why don't we put that towards something else first <laughs> you know what I'm saying that we can use many a season ain't none of them people that be talking about that shit on Twitter coming with no money towards the buyout <laughs> hey real we see the people who would be. And some people be, I be trolling. Like, this week I was pissed. I'm trolling. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? I, I, that's what I do out here. Like, you know, what you need to Hey, hold on. One of y'all got some feedback when y'all talk. I don't it's know which one it is. It's Remy Jump. Oh. It's my apologies. I'm, I'm you up. Oh, you good? can, uh, we, yeah, man. We, we, hey, y'all, y'all tripping talking about some fire. Anybody could have been in this situation. It would have been the same outcome. Anybody would have came in here and why did you change the system or what? You know what I'm saying? Like I said, that's back to that where I, I you was right, though, when you said he was a scientist. 
Yeah. All and the you remember everybody got mad at that. So not to cut just you, for that. Not to cut you off. Everybody got mad at Bronco for being so transparent, showing you how scientific he was by saying how many ACC caliber players we got this year, how many we plan to have next. Like, and then when he went into the schedule, how important it is to schedule these games. So you can like everybody thought he was conceding and making excuses, and it made perfect damn sense. It made perfect sense. But folks just be so ready to respond versus actively listen and let let it let that sizzle in your spirit for a little while and be like, damn, he got a that's a good damn point. Sometimes yeah, you gotta man. just shut the hell up. I'm sorry. Like, we ain't got all the answers. Most that's why most times I just be that's why if y'all knows over the years, I changed my approach or even how I do recaps. Like I ain't out here trying to tell Dez what he should do or how Dr. Bob should have did this. Cause I got the luxury of hitting rewind 30 damn times. And drawing up what could be the covers that I'm seeing 30 damn time. And everybody, oh, you sound so, hey, man, you need to coach. Shit, me. Coaching don't work like this. Huh? I get one try, and I don't know what's coming on the other end. Pause. Whoa, Cameron going to kill me for that. Um, Craig, go ahead, brother. You was next. Yo. Uh, I don't know what I missed, but I'm just, um, uh, what Remy had said, Remy, they were talking about firing them last year. So in the middle of the year. So, I mean, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's whatever. Like, it's only funny because I mean, I'm, I'm, so people hear me laughing and they think I'm in the greens because I'm laughing. I'm laughing because that's funny that somebody could go five games and you already like fire. Let me tell you something before you go, Craig. All you folks will be saying fire this person, get rid of this person. Don't say nothing about a player transferring. Go ahead. So, um, I'm, I just got like one one thing that's been bothering me with the, like the off the line the, the center. I mean, I don't know what's going on over there. Like, something needs to be fixed. Like, because this is bad. Uh, I mean, it's just gonna be a time thing, man. Um, I will that. say his snaps got better after that first fumble, and then it showed it's reared his ugly head the last drive. I was, well, not even the last drive, the last two drives, because even that fourth and one that Mike got. It was a low snap, and Mike gave Buddy the dead leg, the linebacker who came came around and had a free shot on him. But, yeah, I we, I do need that snap to be a little bit more consistent because when it's to the chest, everything operates better versus them la- when they're in the dirt. Them last two drives, they was, they was coming for it there. They, yeah. they, they smelled blood in the water there. Mm-hmm. So I agree they with you right there, Craig. That definitely has to improve. That's, that's, that starts to show. And I'm pretty sure he knows that. You know what I'm saying? Like he, And if you can't tell him that and he can't take it, like, c- come here, man. We got to talk. I need you to get it to the chest consistently. Okay. Go ahead, Craig. You have more that you wanted to say? Oh, and then um, about the uh, – me, me, you were talking about the DBs also, about the missed tackles the other day when um, we were talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so everybody thought Tay, Cow – was the one like getting beat or was struggling last game? The, the Tennessee game he struggled. This game he didn't. I know he got beat when he was playing. They had him in catch technique at five yards and Buddy ran a go route from the slot and he immediately tackled a guy. Very good throw. But other than that, Cal didn't have a bad game. Now thirteen struggled. You know, hitch and go, a couple of zones. He wasn't back. Where he's like I talked about the third, the first third and short coming out of the delay. They ran sale concept with a hitch and a corner route, a sale route behind him. He's in cover two. The linebacker was already bumped out because it was trips. So the 
the backer had the hammer out. All he had to do was slough off, help Sanker out because Sanker's on the hash. He can't defend versus the sale. So when a player is saying mop, that's that's why I always tell folks, man, I mean, coaching, coaching, coaching. I'm going to let fans in on a little secret. And I said this on the podcast. If a play doesn't go in our favor, pay attention to the players. If you see one of them pointing at their chest, that ain't the coach. That's them. Now, if they don't point at their chest, then you start the question. Like, I wonder what, what we're doing schematically. But if you ever see a player point, because players point at themselves when they mess up. If a player pointed himself, he did his own thing. They dropped their head, own thing. I ain't saying that's absolving the coach at all times, but it's sometimes when people say it's coaching, and I'd be like, no, nah, that, that is just want to from a player. As a former player looking at things, I can't blame a coach for everything. I can't blame a coach if I dropped the ball. I can't blame a coach if I couldn't get over. can't blame a coach if I throw a bad ball. Can't blame a coach if I'm one on one and I just get my ass whooped at the point of attack. I can't blame the coach because conception, like the scheme, could be right, the play could be right, but if one guy mess up, we say, "God damn, man, what the hell, the offensive coordinator doing? They ain't calling no good plays." But it's like, damn, that would have been a good play if, because football, it takes one guy messing up, and that could blow up a play, and then we will complain as fans. Cause we just saying, damn, we still doing this. Like, damn, we just running up the gut. Why the hell are we doing that? Or damn, why we just ain't do this? And it seems so simple. Oh, just keep an H back in. And then you can give them time. And I always go back to that Notre Dame game a couple years ago, 2019, when we was max protecting and we were sending three guys out and Notre Dame was sitting in four. And I'm like, dog, they got seven. We got three. Who we throwing to? And they like Perkins just holding on the ball. Where he going to go? You know what I'm saying? They was pulling his fingers off the football that game. He jammed all his fingers on his right hand. Um, but, yeah, uh, Bama, who was next? Then I know BJ has something to say. Then we get to you, Dylan. Go ahead, Bama. Shout out to Nick Saban. What's up? Um, right, I, I have a couple of things real, real quickly. I um, I thought Ty Furnish did much better this game. Mm-hmm. And um, I saw some people trashing um, Ugana Nana. I, I didn't pay that close attention, so I don't really have a comment other than the, the line clearly needs work. But the whole reason I raised my hand was because I wanted to address that gatekeeping comment. Um, I mean, I, I, I totally get your point, but I think there's a, I think there's a, a line. Honestly, I think the program has been through hell, and they they need a break. And um. When it comes to gatekeeping, I'm going to be riding with um, Ray Roberts this season. That's all I have to say. All right. Shout out to the OG big bro, Ray Roberts. He and the listeners, too. Damn. Did you did he show up as soon as you said that? Or has he been in here? <laughs> God damn, Bama, you made Ray show just like that. He like the <laughs> butler from Mr. D. God damn, I ain't know you had powers <laughs> like that, Bama. Shoot, I need to hang with you more often. Uh, be said, go ahead, though. <laughs> Man, I don't know how to follow that. Um, what up, BJ? What's going on, OG? What up, Um, for me, man, it's just an overall big picture thing. My frustration is, I wish there was a more concerted effort to desire football to be good from the university level. Mm. Like, you know yes. what I mean? And just like little tiny things and, and like, like take the app. And I know like, I'm just going to hit small scale because okay. we would spend too much time talking about the large scale thing, but like the app, right? 
When it's basketball season, the Virginia sports app lets me know we got tip-off in an hour. They let me know back when it was Dave Kane, and I don't know the guy's name now. They let John me know, Freeman, hey, baby, John Freeman. John Freeman. Hey, John Freeman's live. The broadcast has started. The last two football games, we've gotten notifications in the app that the kickoff has started 30 minutes after kickoff. Mm. Like, how are y'all going to have rain delay? And the only way the fans in the parking lot waiting to get back in knew was if they were listening on the radio when we got an app. Basketball would never. Like, it, it's just, it's not, it's not the same effort for the program. In my personal opinion, this is just me. Everybody knows an athletic department comes and goes as its football program goes. And UVA time and time again has shown it wants to be academic first. I'm not talking about standards. I'm not talking about GPAs or SATs. I'm talking about they want to maintain their allure as an academic institution. And it just seems, man, that they're just trying to keep football down so that they don't have the success they need to be a bigger athletic program. Like, there's no reason we shouldn't be better at these sports than we are. Look at the facility. We've been needed new football facilities. And the only way we got it, it seems, is because it was going to come with an Olympic center that helped with all the other sports. Like, nothing's ever just for football. Nothing's ever just to make football better. It just seems like there's no investment, and that's what gets me. And that's why I think we've seen the same product on the field for the better part of two decades. Like, it doesn't matter who's leading. It doesn't matter who the players are on the field. Yeah, sometimes talent can overweigh everything. We had BP and BA in his good year and, like, all – like, yeah, there are spurts. But if we want it to be consistent, it's got to start with the culture at the top with the decision makers that, that have the power. And it just doesn't seem from an outside perspective that they want that to happen. That's my only thing. I appreciate that. I did not know that about the app. And if the app people are listening, Ballhawk is more than welcome. I mean, not welcome, but interested than running the app doing football. I can't run it on basketball. Y'all be playing late games. I'll be going to sleep early. But I will be glad to run the app doing, trust me, I'll run the app doing football. Holler at your boy. Yeah. Um, but that that's great, BJ. Um, I will, you know, we, we we got meals on. You know, football players get their own little meals and stuff. I ain't gonna say hey, we won't get some things on our own. But you know, you hit some hit some great things. You know, I got to throw that in there. Make sure they ain't think I was bombing on them like you was too because you was too pop right there. You know what I'm saying? Um, was Dylan next? Yeah, Dylan was next. Yeah, the only thing I want to bring back to thinking back to sorry, I'm treadmill. Uh, I feel like. Especially against Tennessee, you know, our O line. I feel like it's, we're so much smaller than everybody. Um, I'd be tied for him. He's like 6'2, probably like 6'1. I feel our O line, weight and height wise, we're not that big. And I feel like the, the team has been, we haven't thrown a lot of quick passes to help out our O line. I'm just wondering why we haven't done that. Um, I don't know. Sorry, I'm gonna try to be all the time. No, you good. I saw, I saw a lot of good passes and play calling. That's like what I said earlier, man. Like what we've seen on offense is making sense, and we can see, you know, what needs work. Last year, everybody was clamoring about Dez that none of it made sense, and everybody questioning every single play call, every single down the entire year. Like every single call was criticized. Every single one. 
I you know agree. And I understand and, why, because they were so prolific with Ana. Yeah. You know, as much as much system. as as much flack that Ana caught and some he warranted, mother that that mother loving dude could put up some goddamn on numbers. Now, you know what I'm saying? So it was like yeah. a big contrast because they were so record setting that it was very difficult for folks to understand because how his offense is that it's it's not easy to duplicate the way he thinks and like He's special, like he's special in his own right. Whether you like him or you don't, how he calls the game, he has his own style. So that's why people say, "Oh, he just need to do what Ana was doing." I'm like, man, Ana don't even know what he's gonna do. That's how different he, like, that's how unorthodox he was. And I know people gonna give me flack about the the pass to to Bobby. I get it. Go ahead and get it out. <laughs> Go ahead. And get it out. I, I don't forget about it now. No, nah, you ain't forget. You can lie. Never, never. Lie. But you know, we saw, like I said earlier, man, we saw a nice offensive explosion of points. You know what I'm saying? It, and it ain't no W's within the loss, but we saw a good offense. You know what I'm saying? And it, and it ain't, and the chemistry won't all the way there. The timing wasn't all the way there, mm. and it was meat left on the bone. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I I I I liked it, and I like where it's going, and we know what needs to be worked on. And look, I felt like the offensive line improved from the first game. I do. Yeah. Are they gonna yeah, have some well, lapses? A- absolutely. Uh, Chris, he took over at right tackle. I I know he was in it for the fourth quarter. I don't know exactly when he got in, but he took over at right tackle late in the game. Um, and I don't know if that allows you know nine out to go to one of the guards or if they're gonna rotate. But guys are getting healthy. Um, they understand that they have a spotlight on them, and you want to encourage them to, hey, man, embrace this, work on your craft. Coach Hef does a good job with fundamentals, and you just want to see them cont- to continue to comp- and to improve. That's the thing about it, man. And I know a lot of fans are tired of being patient, but with change, patience also comes. Like that's just what it is, bro. I'm just being honest with y'all. I know we were patient with Bronco, and then we got up. And then COVID hit, and it seemed like we went back down. And then Bronco decided to leave, which is just, is just right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I can't hate on a man for standing on some principles. It was like, you know what? I ain't going to be my best. I got to go. That's fine. And then, you know, losing the assistance that we lost, that that affects things also. Like, 2J was nice in what he did with, with them big, with them getting low and nasty. That was my guy. You know, but Hef is a different type of teacher. He he's going to teach fundamentals, so it's going to take those young men time to really work on what he looks for, and they got to trust that what he's saying is going to make them better. You know what I'm saying? You got to trust in your coaching. You really do. And how that blatant cams. That's why I feel like, and it's not a knock on BA. I just feel like when you are successful doing something a certain way, and then somebody got a new scheme, and it's a little bit of struggles. Like I always say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And sometimes it's like, you know what, man, this just ain't for me. And it, it it frustrates, it may frustrate you some. So that's why when people ask me about the quarterback position this year, I was like, well, these guys have a blank slate. Like they coming in like, like new hires. They're going to do what they told. Not saying B.A. didn't do what he was told, but they just going to do it. This is the scheme that they're, you know, involved in. Like B.A. was in that scheme for, what, five years. Four years. Oh, yeah, four years because he get a red shirt. Yeah, COVID year. Yeah, four years. So four or five years. Y'all y'all get what I'm saying. But 
Uh, Big Ray up here. Hey, Shaggy, did you have something? I know you was before, Big Ray. You got anything, little bro? Nah, man. You know I'm just up here supporting, man. All right, my guy. Appreciate you. Big, big, big bro, what's good with you? What's up, fam? How y'all doing? Hey, we doing great, man. Yeah, Glad man, you man. took time out, man, to join. No, nah, like, I, 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 I think it's good that uh, that we're able to do this. Um, I know everyone's expressing their frustrations and things, and uh, and I and I, I stress mine, express my frustration with just the way um, when the team is in such transition, like unbelievable transition. But to, like you, you just laid it all out. You know, when Bronco left, assistants left, half the offensive line room left. Uh, which included like four starters. They started for three or four other teams. Um, uh, it makes it really hard. Then you put on top of that the tragedy, you know, and not that the team and the program wasn't struggling a little bit, you know, some before the tragedy, but <clears throat> since there's tragedy, people don't understand the impact of trauma. Like if you listen to the podcast that um, uh, uh, the athletic director did with uh with Mr. White the other day. Mm. And he was saying that before the, before the Tennessee game, the whole freaking locker room was crying. They're in tears because they've been triggered by having to run out on the field without their brothers. Mm. And then we're going to beat them down because they got beaten down by the, one of the top teams in the, in the freaking country. And we're a team that's trying to build from the bottom up, overcoming all this stuff. And then the fans are going to jump on that. All the players aren't accountable. The coaches are terrible. This, that, and other. It's like, do you understand what they're dealing with? Yeah, the, the team, the program was struggling before the, you know, the tragedy happened. But the tragedy happened, and you can't discount the the the, the impact of that on the program, and and then all the exodus of players in the offensive line room. It is the hardest room to build, and people will say like, hey, like, um, well, look what Duke did. What Duke's most veteran group is their offensive line. Virginia had to go find dudes that you maybe say like, this dude, we're going to bring this guy in. In two years, he may be a starter. They're playing with those dudes now. Those, those are the dudes that should be in development and playing behind dudes that have already played, that have experience, and they can develop on the scout team. They can develop and get plays, you know, a handful of plays here and there in real action. But they're having to be the starters. And so, so when I say that people don't know what they don't know, that's, that's the type of stuff I'm talking about because you're just going like, look at these people on the field. They should be doing this. The coaches should be doing that. Well, the coaches are doing that. If you if you go to practice, if you listen to the team you, and and the people in the know, people they care about what they're doing, what they're doing. They care about playing hard, tough football for their brothers that they lost. The coaches didn't just like show up out of nowhere, out of the blue, drop out of the sky, and end up at UVA. They were they were qualified coaches from other programs. So so maybe they do it a different way, but it doesn't know that it that doesn't mean they don't know how to coach, right? And so. It takes time in general through just a coaching change. Now you put the, all the guys you left, you put the tragedy on top of that, you put the coaches on top of that, you put the pressure, the, the triggering on top of that. Things aren't going to be pretty, bro. It, it's just not going to be pretty. And so you're going to have to have some patience. Whether you like it or not, you're going to have to have patience because it's going to take time. If you, the offensive line room is not like a receiver room where you can have two or three okay receivers and get one dog, and then all of a sudden it elevates the whole room. You can have two okay running backs and get one dog, and all of a sudden the whole offensive line room is – I mean, the whole running back room is raised. In the offensive line room, you need five dudes. You can't get one to elevate four okay dudes. 
you need at least three of the five to be dudes. And right now we don't have that. And part of that is because of the dudes who left. And part of it is because these dudes should be, these guys should be guys that are in development. My son right now is at Portland State. He's a freshman. He's six six, three hundred five pounds. And they said, you know what? Like we see him as a starter in a couple of years because he still needed development. He still needed to get strong. He still needed to understand the technique. He still needed to learn how to play college football. And so, but those are the dudes that are starting right now. And so of course you're going to have like these, these issues. And so the, the, I don't have a problem with people being critical of the team, but I have a problem with is when people call out coaches for not being good or players for not caring or challenging their manhood or their toughness or their character or their heart. Like that's a bunch of bullshit to be honest with you. Like, you know what I'm saying? But if you want to say like, Hey, like I didn't like that play they called or, or, you know, Hey, like we need to get better at tackling or something like that. That's fine. But don't, don't don't call out dudes and say that they don't care or they don't have heart or they're not accountable or they're not responsible. These dudes have been through hell and high water and they're showing up to play football to entertain us. Like that that's tough. That's hard to do. It's really hard to do. And so so my expressing myself comes from that place. Um, because I've dealt with trauma and still like my dad passed away the night before the first regular season game in nineteen ninety seven. Uh, when I was playing for the Detroit Lions, I tried to play the game, got kicked out at halftime for fighting because the emotions were all over the place. No way in the world I was going to be able to play the whole game. Mm. Played the rest of the season, but halfway through the season, had a meltdown in the, in the middle of a game. Just thinking about my dad, had a meltdown. So it's hard to overcome that type of stuff and still go perform at your best. It doesn't mean that you can't, but it's hard. And I don't think people are really in, internalizing it that way. They just feel like, oh, we got these players, we got these coaches. And hey, look what Dion did. And they gave Dion a blank check, and he did whatever he wanted to do. What well, no one got a blank check at UVA. And then that look, hey, look what they did at Duke. Man, they turned around the coach and blah 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 blah. Well, they, they the the most core of their team is the most veteran part of their team that that we don't have. That part of our team left. <laughs> like the players left, the coaches left, they all left, and so we're having to start over. So I'm just saying, like, if you're going to be critical, keep it in context, and 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 have some grace about it. Uh, because these dudes see what you're posting, people, the, 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 and you think they're going to be energized by that? Like, like you calling them to the carpet like that? Like, I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. And so, if people were offended by what I said, I said what I said, um, and I, I stand by it. And you can respond however you want to respond, uh, but that's I meant it from my heart. I mean it. I mean it right now. And uh, and I and I just think that you you have to have that type of patience and that type of approach to it. And still, you know, like I think the, the dude that talked earlier about the higher, the, the university has to want a good football team. That's another part of it, right? You, if you're on the calls with Carla and Tony and all some of the other administrators and stuff at the university, that's all they talk about. We're not, we're not going to sacrifice our academic standard to, uh, to, to raise our football program. So you have to find a balance. And you, then you have to figure out for yourself as a fan, what does success for this football program look, look like? It's not going to be competing for the national championship. It may be competing for the ACC championship every now and again. But for the most part, you better be happy like getting eight or nine wins and going to the bowl game under the way it is right now because that's just the way it is. They're not going to sacrifice any of their academic standards to raise up the, the football team. It's just not going to happen. I've been on the calls with them. I've, I've sat in the meetings with them. I've, I've talked to different people. It's just not going to happen. And so, so I think you have to kind of not adjust your expectation to, to less, but just changing your expectation of what, what it means to be a Virginia football, to have a Virginia football program. And 
I can keep going on and on and on for days, so I'm just going to stop right there. Now, I appreciate you, Ray. You said a lot of great no, things. You explained it perfect. You know what I'm saying? You explained it 100%. But I also think that a lot of things that people said were taken out of context in terms of, you know what I'm saying, with the team. And then at the same time, it's enlightening to hear you explain, you know what I'm saying, the other side, what a lot of people aren't thinking about, what triggers them. You know what I'm saying? That resonated with me because, like I said, you know what I'm saying, I was close with my mom. She passed from breast cancer. And, you know, I've been suffering from that shit every single day. You know, so it's a lot of things that go into that. And you're absolutely right. And a lot of people don't be thinking about that shit when they be tweet. A hundred percent. You right. But I appreciate all the, I mean, I, I, I do love the energy around the team, the people wanting to have a good football team. Like, I'm sure we should want that. But I just I think in, in the in the space that we're in right now is different than what was before the tragedy because the tragedy changed a whole lot of that. And so I think that we have to kind of change uh, our our patience meter as it relates to it because I think they have some good coaches and I think they can find some good players. Like it usually takes a couple of years of recruiting two two recruiting cycles to get your dudes in. This dude hadn't even had two recruiting cycles. He had to save the dudes that Bronco was recruiting and then save the dudes that were on the team that were leaving. And then this past year was this was this would have been his first recruiting year, and you're trying to overcome the tragedy stuff. So it's a it's a lot of it's a lot it's a lot that goes on to it than just throwing 22 dudes out on the field and saying let's go win some football games. So that's that's all I'm saying. I think. I also say one thing real quick. Okay, Ray, I put correct. You played my dad, Don Bryant or Donald Bryant. Oh yeah, Big Donald. <laughs> I just wanted to say that real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's my that was my dog. Me and Big Don went at it every day. Yeah, I appreciate that, Ray, that, that perspective, especially the mental health um, side, because that's something we all forget when we get excited for the first game. Every time they are honored, how it could trigger certain players and what it takes for them to move past it for that game, like how long of the game that, does it take for them to finally come back to that you're currently playing the game. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love that perspective, and I think you made a lot of sense. And um I definitely appreciate your perspective. Uh, before I get to you, Zar, um, did he leave? It was somebody who was in before you. I think I jumped, but he left. So go ahead, Zar. Hey, what's going on, Hawk? What's going on, bro? Wait a minute, man. Chilling, bro. Uh, I just want to come from the respectful side of things. I don't want to sound disrespectful. You know, I I, I try to root for all uh, Virginia teams and stuff. You know, I'm not a coach or anything like that. I'm not inside the room, locker room, or nothing like that. Here's the problem I have. And like I said, I'm coming from a respectful point of you view. You're about to be disrespectful when you keep saying you. No, no, I'm not. Respectful. No, nah, bro, I promise you, because I, okay. like, I'm reading the energy in the room. You know what I'm saying? I can't follow up what dude just said with some disrespect. Okay. So, and this is just me coming with it. The past game of JMU, right? Uh huh. The who's dropped. This is the problem I got. Okay. JMU is on. They're not even on the level of University of Virginia. So apparently there's a problem with the coaching. There's something wrong. I don't care if you look down to your third, your second or third string guy. Mm-hmm. A team like James Madison, and you know, back in 95, mm-hmm. UVA will schedule James Madison for homecoming and blow him out. Okay. That shouldn't be the change. I think teams, and I'm not just saying UVA, there's a lot of teams that are not playing – their style of football. They're trying to keep up with the, with, with, you know, with, with, with the with the new new. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do sixty passes a game. 
a quarterback's going to throw for 500 yards. These kids that UVA have, they're benching about 300, 400 pounds. They're squatting 700 pounds. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me and line that up against them. You can't blow the boys off the ball. Mm-hmm. Man, I they, they, hold on, hold on. I just think the style of play, bro, you got to get back to it, man. I understand the kids on this new, new man, mm-hmm. but you just, there's no way JMU, Old Dominion, mm-hmm. these guys should be beating teams like Virginia, Virginia Tech. But I'm they, sorry, but they have, correct? I, but we play, they're playing flag football. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I just want to ask you a question. So, yeah. JMU beat UVA back in the 80s when they had, when they had Gary Clark, I believe. And they also played them. You know what I'm saying? So, it's not the yeah. first time JMU beat UVA. JMU beat Virginia Tech before. Um, the last five years, JMU has lost like eight games. Mm-hmm. Um, they were successful last year. They they won eight games last year. They they picked to win their conference this year. I think here's the thing, because you're my age, we yeah look at the old brand and don't really respect that that program has elevated to new heights. So I'm not absolving the loss, but I just see it differently because as Big Ray talked about, if you look at their team, it's spots where they are ahead of the curve, even versus Virginia Tech and UVA. They are ahead of the curve, just like a Liberty is ahead of the curve in certain positions. You you, you are correct, Hawk, but that's what I'm saying, bro. The, the budget the budget of UVA, mm-hmm. all that versus them schools, man, there should be no reason. I. So 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 David so David in your opinion, David should never beat Goliath. I didn't say that. What are you saying? The thing about it is, I'm I'm because I'm not saying we Goliath, but I'm just saying saying you're saying that the person with the 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 best resources should always win. Yes. Okay. Uh, Let me speak, man. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. Go All right, <laughs> I just text you, man. I was just here supporting you because you're my brother. I seen you and my man VJ and Tony up here. Listen, Zar, I know what you're talking about, but this is not 1989. And let me I speak. Know, bro. No, 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 just let me speak. <laughs> and because both Virginia Tech and UVA have gone through some rough patches because Bronco and Fuente were outsiders, right? And during that time when they neglected the state and the DMV when it came to recruiting. Two programs, and you can even throw in Liberty, took advantage of their, their negligence. And that was Liberty, ODU, and JMU. JMU's always been a solid program. You go back to the days of Tony Jordan and Macy Brooks. They Man. put guys mm-hmm. in the Always been a good program. And they will always make those games against Tech and UVA their national championship game. Secondly, they have talent. This is not back in the day. You, the, the, the evolution of the state of Virginia with high school sports and the mid-majors joining better conferences it's not a huge discrepancy anymore. It's not. That's why sometimes you even see the big dogs like Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama refuse to play the small in-state schools on the road or even do a, a neutral site. They refuse to do it because they're not going to give them any leverage on gaining ground. Secondly, <clears throat> to dismiss the fact that UVA and Tech are both in an enormous rebuild where JMU has sustained success, you're missing the point. You can't dismiss that. Like, especially with UVA, they went through an abrupt coaching change. That was not expected. The people in the know in this space know that that was an abrupt coaching change because Bronco was building towards something. JMU's had the luxury of sitting back. Also, let's look at expectations. JMU does not have the same expect- did not have the same expectations early on. They were able to sustain and build. UVA and Tech 
have bigger goals than they did early on. They've been able to build patiently because of the status they had in the Commonwealth. So to say they're just supposed to blow them off the ball, that's not the case. This is not 1995 anymore. I know that, bro. I I get it. Okay, if we look at the budget, right, the budget. Uh, they won the most. Coaches. They won the most games in the state the last five years. Yeah, the last five it. years. Bro. I get it. But they've been snapping, it. y'all. Like, hey, look, they came to win that game because even the fans chanting in the hallway during the rain delay. Cause, like I told can you, that I, can I just say? Man, can I, I just, say one other? I can't get can over I, that, bro. I just it's a total. I just can't get over it, bro. I understand I why you can't. Comment, uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Can I make one more comment? Yep. The, like when. So I agree with what my man is saying. It's like when, you know, when I was on your podcast earlier this week, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, yo, we just need to just like bully ball these dudes. Yep. Right. But, um, but when I played at UVA, one of the reasons I came to UVA is I had committed to Tennessee. I came to UVA, watched them play William and Mary and they lost. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I can play up here tomorrow. Like that's like at Tennessee, I probably would have had to wait a couple of years. I was like in Virginia, I can play tomorrow, and this is when I played defensive end. And so on my ride home, I changed my commitment from Tennessee to Virginia, and because they lost to women, Mary, mm-hmm. and I was like, these dudes need some help. And uh, and so, but what has happened though is when I played at UVA, we had like a hundred and some dudes on the roster. Now uh, the 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 rosters are down to like eighty guys or something like that, Ahmad, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. twenty. That's twenty other. Division one, you know, FBC level players that have to find somewhere else to play. Those dudes are trickling down to the lower levels because they also finding that you can play good football on that level and you can get to the next level from that level. Hey, Ray. So, so the talent gap has closed a little bit. Yes, Ray. And also, Ray, I watched you play when I was being recruited by UVA. I followed you in the league. I've told you that before. I was a big fan. Isn't it also safe to say when you came to UVA? You knew who the coach was. The expectations were clear. There was sustained success. I mean, I know they had lost with Mary, but they you were on a team that was ranked number one in the nation, correct? Right. So it was a little bit different. What I'm saying is I think we're dismissing the fact that <laughs> your coach now, I don't think fans understand the mass exodus or the rebuild. You were spitting knowledge about yeah. all the time and trauma. We're going through the same thing up the road. It is not as easy. This is not back in the day. And we had somebody jump in our space the last night, other night, talking about why Dion can. Dion is a icon. <laughs> icon. You cannot compare yeah. him to a regular football coach. And there's a lot of things. And anybody said And Dion got a Dion got a big blank check. Yes. Don't Thank underestimate you. that. Wait, wait, Tony, wait, Tony wait. didn't get a big blank check. <laughs> so have y'all looked at the roster from Colorado? Yeah, they added seventy plus two players. But did you see where those players were? From? 50 of them were after spring ball. Some were Juco transfers. They, they are, them did their homework. He got them. Oh, yeah, it's not like, like they got guys from, like, big school. They, like, they, 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 they can That's do, saying, they, they they can do the shit we so, can't do. So, so they here, can do the shit we can't do. Yeah. So For real. Here's the thing, Why can't you do that? That, so, that blank so, check he got, hold, we, ain't, we ain't getting close hold to Hold on, Zara. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think a lot of <laughs> – when we when we do this comparative stuff, you, you really got to look at it like – It's Deion Sanders. Okay, yeah. at Colorado, when he, how many coaches you know would tell a team, hey, y'all better, y'all, hey, some of y'all ain't going to be here because I'm bringing my own Louis Vuitton bags. And he brought them. 
correct? Man, let Tony say that here. You feel what I'm saying? Like that, 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 <laughs> like that, a lot of times. <laughs> I know. I, I hear what folks hey, come. Escort his ass. So I hear what I hear what I hear. What, I hear what folks come from when, because they yeah. they want they desire that immediate turnaround. I get it. I really get it. But I think sometimes we do a disservice. And Ray dropped the ball on a lockdown podcast. Myself and Cub when he was a guest last week recapping the Tennessee game. Ray, you said something like the when you compare. You what, like lose the joy or you take away the joy? Uh, com- comparison is the thief of joy. Is the thief of joy. And that made so much sense to me because we do that. Like somebody could do something well and the first thing they do is, well, he ain't better than blah, blah, blah. Or some somebody did blah, blah, blah. Like some things, man, we just got to let it be and understand like just say, hey, yo, man, we got to turn this around because I'm witnessing other programs and it just get me antsy like why can't we do it and then we be like all right this is why it was tougher for us like we try to lay it out there and some fe- some folks just don't want to hear it. like you understand but you still don't want to hear it. like you are like right now you understand but you ain't trying to hear it and i and i'm fine with that because you want to go back I, I, I to you know what i'm saying win, bro. yeah and that, I, trust I want me UBA to win. I, want, I want both tech and uva to win bro trust me i, I know florida getting harassed I mean, when you drop these games, they be like, bro, bro, stop it. Ain't nobody. Out. You get harassed because you're a czar, not because you no, VA know, and Virginia Tech. <laughs> <Right. laughs> no, I'm going to say this last thing, bro. I'm, 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 I'm not going to try to take over your show. All right. Appreciate you. So I looked at, I, I was curious to look at Dion's squad. He got guys, man, from Juco. He got a couple guys from Florida. These are not like big guy names. These are like not, not big, big names. He got a couple guys from the University of Maine. To play, so obviously he did his, his coaching staff and recruiters did their research. Not everyone's going to come to everybody wanted to come to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't come to Colorado. His job's on the line. But he had like a pick up a letter though, win. right? He had he he can he he yeah, can he, pick. he did get to pick up his letter. But who would have thought? You got you got this guy. He did this guy from Maine. I think defensive end slash linebacker. He was the player of the week a couple of times up there. Uh, can Maine. we can we also praise Dion for the staff that he put together? Yeah, too? he do got a good staff. I Damn mean, I will say that about Dion. As much as folks think he just talked, he know, uh, you know, to be a good head coach, the guys around you got to be special in their own right. Check, yeah, it's man. just like the president. You always get your, your cabinet. Only you get your cabinet, check. bro. Yeah, man. So I, I, I appreciate you, Um, Let me yeah, see. I'm, we, I'm going on mute, bro. Um, hey, ben, hey, 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 Hawk. Hey, Hawk. Yeah. Just to add one last point to put a bow on that comparison, <laughs> which I'm I make. I'm just responding to Zara's point. I got a kid that um, I mentored who was at ODU playing defensive line named Chaz. Uh, he jumped in the portal after playing at ODU, and it was between Tech, um, Colorado, and four other Power 5 schools. Mm. And after talking to him on his visit, I, we were texting, and I ended up calling him. He said, hey, Big Bro, I'm going to, um, to uh, Colorado. How can I turn down Dion? You know, the thing about it is, Tuzar made a point about he got guys from JUCO and Maine. Um, as a son who was a senior at Patriot High School being recruited by mid-majors in D2 school, you know, being qualified, there's certain schools that won't touch him because he has to have certain academic standards. You just can't, Colorado, not, I'm not dogging Colorado, I'm just saying, like, you just can't plug a kid in. And the final, the final point I'm going to take on that when you got guys from this person, this person, the fact of the matter is that don't dismiss those kids that are at those schools either. I was in uh, Baltimore Ravens. When I got released, that was about two days longer. That was hey, Cub, you can mute your mic for me. There you go. So there were guys, guys that when I got cut from the Ravens, there were guys there 
that stayed longer that were from mid-majors or from uh, HBCU. So one thing my father told me back in the late 90s, and it's still true today, is there's talent everywhere. So Dion did do his homework. Zar's right about that. But at the same time, I'm, I'm giving you a firsthand example of somebody I was affiliated with who played at ODU who told me straight up after his visit, he wasn't even going to take any more visits because of the Dion effect. He mm. won't even, he didn't, he didn't tell me, Hey, the training table and the facilities. He was like, yo, <laughs> Dion, he was just saying, that's all they talking about was Dion, Dion, Dion. So I just want to put that out there for hey. the listeners that want to compare these schools to Dion. It's just, it's a different ball. Game hey, thing. and I'll give you a perfect example, how meeting the coach will change and make you go somewhere. I was set to go to Florida. I met Steve Spurrier, and I didn't really like how, like, when I was talking to him, I was just like, I don't really like him, but I'm going to still go to Florida because the Swamp, and they just won a national championship. I was hyped. And Coach Welsh asked to come visit my house. And once I sat down and met Coach Welsh, I was just like, yo, I'm going to play for this dude, for him. You know what I'm saying? So when you meet certain coaches – and Coach had his legacy of being number one in the country. He ain't winning that championship, but I just knew him. So when I met him, that is a difference, meeting a coach. Sometimes that's all it takes is just that connection with the coach. You know what I'm saying? Dion is very special when it comes to connecting with young people. That's a gift that he has. Like, well, he's a showman, really too. Yeah, he, yeah. So salute to, you know, salute to Dion And salute to, like, Elko at Duke for what he's done. Like, salute to any coach that's turned it around faster than what people think salute to them you know what i'm saying so i don't ever want to discount when somebody is successful quick because you have i feel like you need to give it praise because it's not an easy thing to do um hey tony did you want to say anything before um i I think benjamin been up here i know he want to talk and uh demetrius want to talk yeah, I mean, I was just listening in, man, and all the different uh, perspectives. Uh, of course, Big Ray, you know, just like he discussed on our podcast, laid it all out. But it's also um, when you talk, as as, as uh, Dwight just pointed out, the, it's not an even playing field when we talk the academic side of it because we sure we can go out there and we can try to get these guys. A lot of times trans- credits don't transfer. We're not going after JUCO guys uh, because UVA doesn't care about the sacri- – they're, they're not going to sacrifice their academic reputation. And so it's not a level playing field for guys that we'd love to get into the program that are in a transfer portal or are at a JUCO. We just can't get them in the school. Um, and and, and it's, it is what it is, but it's not an even playing field. And that, I think that gets lost as well because as the statement you made like with junior college or even when we do attack the transfer portal, majority of the time we can only get the graduate transfers and we got to make sure admissions, you know, they clear admissions. So that is something that oh. is difficult. Go ahead. How is Duke? Never mind. I just Go ahead. Go say what you're going to say. Nice, okay. So nice, I, I understand. Bro. I understand Duke said Duke, you know, the, the veterans are there taking over, and yeah. you know they think the veterans yeah. leading them. Yeah. But how is Duke landing some of these players? Some of these players are like grad transfers; they're transferring into Duke. Duke. So Duke admissions is different from UVA's admissions. But when when Coach and and Ray talked about this, the dynamics were different when he took over for Duke. I know they was coming off with like three wins, 
But the guys that he inherited, the veteran group was guys up front. And I know he just got like Blade, one of the Blades from Miami that's playing that dude now. But it's still, you still praise him. Like, he did it. He did it. It ain't how he do it. He did it. You feel what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times we keep trying to compare, like, where they did it, where they did it, where they did it. That's like saying, oh, he's 6'4", 250. He made it. I know I can make it too. No, it don't work like that. It it just ain't going to work like that. It look easy. But it ain't gonna work like that. Sorry. All right, bro. I, okay. But you got but, it, man. but I'm not. But your 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 statements are valid. I'm not trying to devalue yeah. what you were saying. I'm just saying on like other end of the spectrum is not so cut and dry like we think because it can be very misleading. And hey, man, we done seen this before here. Like it do take time. Yeah, it helps with your win. It helps I'm, with I'm going on mute, man. But you see, I came from respect. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm rotate some guys. I'm gonna rotate some guys as you talk, so you can be in the list. If you want to say something else, come back up, brother. I appreciate you, though. Oh, but it also helps when you're winning. Yep, it does. It does. It, it makes your program much more attractive. Uh, you know, Duke is, is is kicking our ass in recruiting now. Yeah, it came down to us and Duke and uh, a lot of recruits that we wanted. Uh, from North Carolina specifically, they decided to stay home because Duke is winning. You know, they're they're selling something great. Uh, it's different when you know Virginia w- was coming off the eight and five season, and you know, those things of that nature. Well, it makes things a lot more attractive. You yeah. know, and in the NIL, they're they're doing better with us, but better than us in the NIL space as well. And it, it matters. It truly matters. Yeah, it's a lot of moving parts that also play a factor that we lose sight of. Uh, so, Benjamin, did you have anything you want to say, man? I know Z Farm got his hand up. Um, I want to be respectful because you've been up here in the speaker. Yeah, no, I appreciate you, Hawk. Um, I'm going to probably just change up a little bit. I'm, just a couple things. Coming from, like, the fan perspective, I'm kind of going to try and defend the fans and probably criticize a little bit. Okay. Uh, but as someone who, you know, I've been going to games since I was – five, six years old, since 95, you know, watching you play, grew up watching you, Aaron Brooks, and all them boys. You know, been going to games my whole entire life. I'll be honest, one of the hardest losses, I think, was probably after, you know, after that JMU game on Saturday. I think it was because, you know, just wanted it so bad. So, you know, I, I understand with the fans being upset, and, you know, I appreciate what you said. You were talking about, you know, some of those fans, when they vent after a loss, they say things. You know, I heard a lot of fire this person. I probably even said stuff too, and in the moment, probably didn't really mean it. You know, I heard some, you know, people saying fire Carla Williams. I mean, that's not the answer, but it's, you know, you're always going to have people saying that. So it's like, you know, I, the fans, we, we we all want UVA to win. I think we can all agree on that, and I think just the passion, at least the passion, is there. You know, for a lot of us as diehards, and we just, you know, I, I want to see Tony Elliott succeed. I hope he's the right guy. Do I know if he is right now? I don't know the answer to that question. So I, I just, with the fans' perspective, like, you know, it's, you kind of get it both ways where you're like, yeah, you you say those things after the game because you want them to win. But at the same time, I think we, we need to see how this season plays out. I think we need to see, you know, can this team improve? Can we make progress? And then we can go forward with that. Uh, but with the fan base too, I'm really disappointed as, you know, during the weather delay, man, when we came back, it was 50-50. JMU fans didn't leave. Like, they, they didn't leave. It was 
they all stayed, man. And that was disappointing, and it was really hurtful to see. And those stupid streamers that just, man, like one hit me, and I'm just, it was just upset. But, you know, someone who, you know, walking miles and a half each way back into the game, and as you can tell, my voice isn't even all there right now. I just Tell them, dog, that raspy voice syndrome. <laughs> man. Tell them. Yo, G, I'm working with it. You know what I'm saying? We were out there jack yelling. You know that. So, it it was tough, man. So, you know, I wanted to, you know, I know people get on the fans because they, you know, say things, you know, sometimes. But all it is, man, we just want this program to win. And I just don't want to make make sure there's no divide between, you know, any supporter, man. Like, we, we need each other. We need to continue to, like, be together as UVA fans so we can get this, get back to the days of Hawk and them boys and just be a good football program. Yeah, we're probably never going to be college football elite, but hey, man, eight, nine, seven wins a season. Let's go. That's what that's what I want to see. And no, I, I, de- I definitely appreciate your words. And, and, and that's the thing, man. Like, so with the fan base venting out to the games, and I had to get better at allowing folks to vent because I used to police comments all the time like petty hawks you sir shut the hell up just quick at the game but it's like man i'm not being fair because some people want to vent they vent that way um and i get protective because i know players personally no coaches person so i take it to heart but i you know it's just one of the things where it's like what made me do the space that was like look we need to restore order there's a lot of things that's being said i know i did my podcast but a lot of people ain't gonna take the time to listen to 90 minutes because they got things to do but this is a little easier because it's a space it's happening live and if they feel like they got a question, they could just come up and we could be reasonable and talk about it and just see where everybody's coming from. And I know in, in everybody's heart, they want the program to do well. You know what I'm saying? And people do get tired of saying being patient, be patient. But that's all you can really say because when you're going through this journey, man, you're really trying to be great. Like, you got to embrace that journey. You're just not going to quit because it's not coming to fruition as fast as you want. Like, I hope you wouldn't quit on your journey. On, on your goals just because it didn't happen in two weeks when you know it's going to take a couple months. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like you said, we all hope Tony Elliott is the right coach. I believe he's the right coach. I believe every coach that we have, bro, because this is my university. This is the university I play for. This is the university you guys invest a lot of money in paying for tickets. Like, you invested in my career because you guys came to the game. That helped. You feel what I'm saying? So, that's never discounted. That's why – you know, when Ray's going at folks, he's not trying to discount y'all. He's just being protective. Like, you guys are being protective. Everybody's being protective. And I'm like, yo, we don't need to go at each other. We need to just have a discussion. Sit down. Twitter spaces are here. Let's have it. Let's hash it out. Not saying everybody was beefing and don't like each other, but at least everybody understand what. But a lot of folks, you know, like to hide behind message boards and take shots. And that's fine. Like, that's therapeutic to them. You know what I'm saying? That's therapeutic to you to go on the message board and throw shots at folks and hide your hand behind a screen. And that's fine. Like, I'm good with that. I used to did not be good with that. Um, but, yeah, I'm rambling. Um, that's Zeke, a blessing in it. That's yeah. a blessing in it, though. You know what I mean? Everybody cares, though. Everybody cares. Every, everybody. I'm out here raspy. I was getting confetti rained on me. You know what I'm saying? I think it's a good thing that everybody is this emotional about it. You know what I'm saying? Even down to a team that you're supposed to beat because for a long time, it was acceptable. Mm. For for a very long time, it was acceptable. 
But now you see, like I said earlier, the sooner everybody get on the same page, you might turn the key and unlock that door. Eventually, yeah. it's gonna happen. You know, everybody yeah. just got to keep caring. Um, Demetrius, got to. go ahead, brother, and then I get the Z phone. Go ahead, Demetrius. Appreciate you being patient. Thanks. What's up, fellas? So let me tell you, I was highly pissed on Saturday, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, to me. help you guys out, this is what I do as a 49-year-old guy. Once that game was over, I went to GTA, went up, you know, took all my frustrations on that. Okay. <laughs> I'm straight now. I'm good. But I wanted to bring up, um, I heard it was some buses running during the game. I was wondering, is there any way we can have that all-home game? Oh, the shuttles? Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's cool. the goal that they're trying yeah. to do, which is great. Because I remember when I played, I know when Ray played yeah. and McCub played, there were shuttles that used to take you from U-Haul to the game back and forth. So I think they're really trying to – I could be wrong, but maybe if I speak into existence, it'll be all season. But I'm thinking they're really trying to implement that because that does help with, you know, fans want to come to games understanding that a shuttle will take them to and from. Yeah. And also, um, last two. I know once that O-line gets together, we got some horses in the backfield. Mm-hmm. So, and also, I'll be at this game at Maryland wearing my shit. So, okay. if you don't see me on the, uh, <laughs> if you don't see me on the podcast, you know some shit went down in Maryland. So, I'm still rooting for my boys. That's yeah, be safe, man. Understand where you at. Read, you know what I'm saying? Read the room. <laughs> hey, man. Appreciate that. Uh, Z-Fon, go ahead, brother. Well, hello, everyone. Um, yeah, I, I was a good transition because I'm a Maryland fan, and I want to find out what your guys' thoughts are on this game upcoming uh, this week. Um, I feel like we have a good backfield as well. I love my guys, Roman Henby, uh, Antoine Littleton, Kalea mm-hmm. Tungavailoa. Um, he's good sometimes. He's bad sometimes, but when he's good, he's good, you know. So uh, we have Corey Dices as well who I think is our best receiver. He's our tight end one at the moment. Yep. He is going to be a future NFL talent. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait that the Maryland Turpins have produced another receiver talent in this league. But I want to know what your guys' thoughts on this game coming up and what you're expecting from your team. Um, so I, I've started breaking down film with you guys today. Um, I think Tungvalu <laughs> is the best quarterback in the conference, in my opinion, right now. And I could be wrong, but I really think he has a lot of tools um, you guys have dynamic backs. The first thing I thought about was the receivers in the backs. Like y'all got weapons. Like, um, what's the buddy that had that kept breaking the long runs versus Charlotte? Uh, I think he's he's the younger back. I think I don't know his name, but um, I did see the tight end slash receiver that y'all have. He jumped out to me. Um, number ten jumped out to me. You guys got some players, man. I know up front they saying it's a little shaky, but. The way you guys run your offense, how you get defense going sideline to sideline, um, how you make them be honest as far as reading their keys, if you run the inside zone, if he's going to pull it and throw it. So you guys got a, a, a lot of weapons offensively, man, that could definitely give us fits. Um, right now I think you're like a 13-point favorite, which seems about right because um, that's based off the first two games of our defense not really stopping offenses in the long haul because the points that we've given up. Um, so you just respect that. And it's a short week, and they probably don't believe that our young quarterback could put up numbers again. Um, and they're probably looking at our offensive line. So I understand why we're thir- thirteen point dogs. Um, but this used to be a big rivalry when I played playing Maryland. Like, and I know when Cub played, it was a big rivalry. Um, 
And I'm like the Throw that in there that I never lost to him But It don't matter Because I ain't playing <laughs> It's a new day So um, It's going to be a, It's going to be an uphill, uphill battle for us Man y'all a legit team Like I said I got to respect A lot of respect For y'all weapons And y'all quarterback Hopefully that answered your questions yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it was also Roman Hemby. Roman Hemby's a soft. There you player. go. Yes, him. He's explode. He fa- like I'm nervous if he get in the open field. He's explosive. And yeah, he- last year as a true freshman, he was our starter. Yeah. And now that he's two, he's he's coming and he's, he's developing even more, which yeah. is the scary part about it. He's very he's good. He impressed hey, me a lot. Hey, that's that's a young boy from uh, Manchester High School, right? I, I believe know. so. Yeah. Hey, is it what yeah. what what's the guy's name that? Came on the cross scholarship to also play football. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if he played or not a lot. But I know they had like a little special on him during the spring game when I was watching the spring game. Real quick, the dude that went to Manchester, that's Ramon Brown. And I think he might play a little bit. But um, Roman Hemby, I think he's from like Maryland. Okay. All right. Uh, let me see. I got my man Don B in here. He had his hand up. Yeah, I, I know I've been here late. I'm, I'm down here in Miami in a meeting, but I did want to say I came down to the game this weekend, and it was exciting to see how the team was performing initially. And I know we're going to have a hard way to go because, as everybody's already said in here, you know, the program was decimated, really decimated. And I liken it to the SMU death penalty. Mm. It's one thing when the NCAA does it to you, but it's another thing when your program does it to itself and its coaching staff does it to itself. So, not talking about Tony. I'm just talking about previous staffs. Okay. And I can't wait. And I will be here to support for the rest of my life because I do love Virginia. And I was here before the program, before 85 when I got here, started living the program. And all I want to say is everybody needs to have patience. Just know it's going to take time and be ready to celebrate when we finally do get it right because it's going to be awesome. I appreciate OG right there. Thank you, man. Um, Hey, man, y'all need something to take care of your feet, and you want some good feet. How's my man Jonathan, man? Jonathan, you got anything you want to say? <laughs> hey, man, I was just thinking, uh, I hadn't seen you since April. I thought you were coming in the summer and get you. You get, we get, uh, get ox feet straight. I was but, just uh, by the no, store, man, too, man. You. I was just by the store uh, Friday. I came by, and I, something told me to stop because I could hear your voice say, come, come in, come see me. So I apologize. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I love to listen to you guys because I, I am a fan. I'm a sponsor, but I'm no, I'm no, ba- I'm no football expert. <laughs> I'm not a basketball expert either. Uh, I love it all, though. I love, I love, love just uh, my voice is a little hoarse too. And I think I was sitting in the, in the same section as the rest of these guys dealing with those and uh, you know streamers and everything else. But uh, <laughs> to me, my the, the, the thing that's frustrated me, Hawk, and, and all the rest of these guys is is this team has dealt with. It, it, they're dealing with a nine eleven, mm. as far as college football is concerned, you know, and and it's like, come on, folks, get some perspective. I don't know if Tony Elliott's the right coach, but I tell you what, I think he was the right man for this tragedy. I, I believe that. And when I talk to the players, both the some of the ones when, when we were at the career uh, day at uh, JPJ, and I talked to a lot of these guys, and a lot of these guys were on the way out, and I heard none of them with any negative stuff. I'm sure there's people out there that do say negative stuff, but the guys that I hear, they, they believe in what he's building culture wise. And as a business owner, culture is strategy. Mm. And if, if you don't get culture, right, 
you can be, you know, you want to be Michigan State? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? You know, uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying the guy's guilty. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, do, do we want to have those kind of problems uh, that, that we're dealing with? And I think that, so, so I, you know, I, I sent him a little private uh, YouTube video to both Carla and to, and to Tony Elliott, Mike Hollins and, and Malachi Fields all this morning. Cause I, I just wanted to know, you know, y'all stay, stay focused, stay focused and tune out the noise. And, and I believe in them and that's kind of where I'm coming from, but it's just like, man, how do we help people get perspective? And I'd love to hear any of your thoughts on that. Like I said, the X and O's stuff, I don't leave that to y'all. I'm not qualified to comment on that, but uh, I see what, from my perspective, I see this coach investing in young men, doing what he can to not just win, but to prepare them for life. And as a sponsor, I, I, that, that just means a lot to me. So anyway. No, I appreciate you, uh, Jonathan. And I think you said something right about the culture because something that Ray stated uh, when he was talking about his recruiting process and how he was set to go to Tennessee and he saw UVA use, lose the woman Mary and he just said to himself, I could play here. He saw himself as being the change. And a lot of times, and, and that takes a lot, of, a lot of guts, but I think the atmosphere can also draw in certain recruits to be like, I know they aren't winning, but I can play here and – I just love the culture and the atmosphere. And I always feel like we got to protect that. Like, as much as we do get frustrated, we also got to realize that we're a part of that selling pitch as well to get different recruits because it's the reason why they visit the universities. It's the reason why they come to the games because they want to see what the atmosphere is like. So we got to make sure that we're that company that's out here advertising appropriately and drawing that customer in, which is that recruit, to come here because of the atmosphere, of the culture, being welcome, being supported. So everything goes hand in hand. We all have to do our part. And I think that's why you see a lot of folks being combative because like, hey, man, you're a part of the equation too. Don't forget that. Like, I know you're frustrated, but you got responsibility as well. When you stepped out and say, hey, I've been a ticket holder for this and I invested in this. Well, now you're showing you got to be held accountable to act a certain way and tweet a certain way because – Recruits will start retweeting some negative stuff and taking it as gospel. We've seen it. We've seen recruits retweet different things already. It's like, dang, that person said that and that kid saw it. He's like, oh, if he's saying it and he affiliated, oh, that must be it. And it's like, nah, he was just emo- they were just emotional. Don't don't take that to heart. This was really going on. So I appreciate yeah, and that. I, and, I, and you know, and, and the thing about it is, is it, it, would you rather be Tony? Would you rather be have Tony Elliott for your coach, or would you rather have Jimbo Fisher? I mean, come on, you got in Texas A and M, you got a hundred thousand people that show up to that stadium. They throw millions of dollars at NIL, and and they're still underwater from September of last year to date. They're they're, they're still got a, a losing record, and uh, those fans have to be ready to to you know to, to you know to take care of him. But uh, I do think the university. I do think UVA could be more strategic about a lot of things, even mm-hmm. little things like, like even the deal with the with the rain issue. Yep. If if there was just more coordination and telling people, here's what the plan is. The JMU fans stayed because they didn't have anywhere else to go, and they what was we going to make told, them kick them out. <laughs> yeah, we exactly. And we were told to to leave. leave the stadium. We didn't. I stayed. But, uh, you know, I think there's a bit of a passivity about the, the UVA fan base there. You know, try doing that in Michigan or try doing that in, 
in uh, in Texas A and M or Texas or LSU. Tell them to leave the stadium and see what happens. You know, it's just mm-hmm. not it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, but the other thing is on the NIL stuff. Just to speaking as one that gets you know involved in that space, I I just believe the the university still needs to be more strategic in in just plugging things together and 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 coming up with just like you would in a business. This is a business. Let's come up with a strategic plan to maximize this. And, and I think it's changing, but man, when we initially, you know, when we did the thing with Kihei, that was the first, one of the first NIL deals that, that was done at the, at the university. And, mm. and, uh, you know, the, there, there was a lot of firewalls up, you know, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that and everything else, you know, and, and some of the, some of the other universities have, have, uh, moved beyond that. And I think it's heading in the right direction, but I just think more work there could be done to help with the recruiting is. So anyway, I'll, I'll let it go at that. Now I appreciate that. That NIL insight is, is very refreshing to hear because you're right there firsthand sponsoring athletes at this university. And we definitely appreciate that. We see the billboard Malachi fields uh, on the um, who vision. Um, while we talking about who vision and talk about the game, um, the people in charge of anything with Who Vision, aka the sound system, people telling me they can't hear my sweet voice when I'm doing my thing. I need y'all to fix that, okay? I want people to hear me. All right, I be nervous and then I come up with what I think is very good material, and people can't hear me. Fix the sound system. If you need a couple of dollars from me, it ain't gonna happen. But I need you to fix that because I need people not only to see me, I need them to hear me. Clearly, if you need me to bring my own bullhorn, I could do that. I bet you they hear that bullhorn. I know they're gonna hear that bullhorn. I hope they hear that bull. If they heard Geno Smith saying, Oh God, to Aaron Donald, I know they're gonna hear my bullhorn. So that's that. Who, who else got a question? <laughs> we about to wrap this up about 10 minutes. Like my big mama says, it's time for supper. Bama, go ahead. Um, I thought the sound system was somewhat improved, and I could definitely hear you. Okay. But what really made me angry was I could get zero uh, Wi-Fi, which meant I couldn't hear Tony Covington, and that made me angry. Uh-oh. Don't make Tony I angry. I don't like it. He's going to turn purple and gold. It's because he's a Q, not JMB. <laughs> <laughs> She got to be able to hear me. They need to tighten that up. Tighten up. <laughs> tighten up, man. I, they need to let me run the app, man. I'm going to run the app. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to run team, too. All right? I'm, I'm going to have a lot of jobs on game day. Dylan want to come back up, see what Dylan got to say. Like, 10 more minutes, man. I appreciate everybody for being patient. I know how to start a whole new space. You guys came back. Very insightful opinions um as you can see it's been very cordial very respectful i love it man this is what it's supposed to be like restore order i don't know how many times i could do these things but if i could do it like every two or three games i'm gonna try to do it um but you guys definitely been dope um dylan you have something you want to share bro i just want to say one final thing i want to at least say this i know the band's left I, i'm not gonna lie i left i had to drive i will say i so I want to say this. We asked, the fans did deliver to the media. I will say I was very happy to see the Indian fans come out home for him. I, did, I was very happy about that. I felt like uh, things were coming up like that in a long time, and 
I thought it was the first time they really came out to really support the Jordan, which, you know, they deserve. Now, I appreciate that. It was a beautiful thing Saturday, man, to see the 50-plus thousand. Regardless of however many people from JMU came, but just to see that stadium like packed like that, um, the the biggest we had at home opener since we played Notre Dame. Um, but, you know, I remember 2019 we had two big crowds like that, that Florida State game and then that Virginia Tech game. It's a beautiful thing, man. When And it was a, and this was a noon game. So that says a lot about the folks uh, coming out. So I don't want that that to be lost, that – Appreciate everybody that came out. It, it was a it was a dope atmosphere, man. It was dope. It was rocking in there, and um, yeah, that's why I need the sound system right. Cause when it's rocking, I need them to hear me and Jamar. You know what I'm saying? Get your pizza. <laughs> hey, y'all hear Jamar? We said that last year. Get your pizza. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> Yo, he was serious about that Papa John pizza. He wouldn't even like Papa John's, I bet you. Oh, man. All right, man. This is it. Don't be surprised if this this space turns into the Men in Black episode and it disappears because I'm going to upload it as a podcast. Um, So I'll give it probably, it'll be up for probably like 10 more minutes and then it's going to magically disappear and then you can see it reappear as a podcast episode on the Believe Network. Shout out to the Believe. Shout out to the sponsor, Abram Insurance. Shout out to my guy, Tony Covington. Make sure y'all check out our podcast together, the Lockdown Podcast. Make sure you check that out. It's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, on any podcast platform, um, courtesy of Locker Room Access. Make sure y'all check that out, man. We're we doing things different this year. We might have a guest, or we might have a guest that's helping us recap games, but make sure you become avid fans of the Lockdown Podcast with my big bro, Tony Cove and make sure you listen to the games. Like when you at the game, make sure you got your headsets in so you can listen to what he got to say. So you know what's going on in the game because he gonna tell you what's going on. You man, why they do that? Let me listen to Cove. Oh, that's why they did that. So there you go. Um, D Haley, okay, another uh linebacker short in there. D Haley is here. I'm let him get the last words. Hey, I just wanted to say what's up to my boys, man. What, uh, what, guys. What, what practice you at right now? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, though. You de- they definitely active back there, I can tell. So, def- definitely appreciate Dennis for tapping in, man. Appreciate you guys, man, for, for showing up in the space and, and sharing uh, my podcast episodes when I share them on the X app, man. Taking time out to listen to the 60, 30, 90 minutes, whatever, how long the podcast um, episodes are and providing feedback. I listen to feedback. I think after every game now, I will put up a tweet and say, hey, what questions or concerns you have for this game? And then I'm going to try to just make sure I have a segment where I'm answering folks' questions. I don't want to say your handle because I don't want to make it seem like I'm singling y'all out. So I'll just read your question. I think I'm going to start doing that. I really have fun doing that the last episode. And to let you know I listen to, to feedback, I probably won't do stats in the recap. I get right to film breakdown. So I use that that 20 minutes that I used to talk about everybody's stats and stuff. I'm getting right to the film. I'm getting right to the nitty gritty. I'm just like that TV show. No cliffhangers. We getting right to it. So whatever the biggest topic is, that's how I'm starting off my recaps now. So appreciate y'all. It's a short week. We play on Friday at College Park versus Maryland. Preview episode will be out Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. And, uh, 
Y'all go get y'all some supper, man. Enjoy your family. Love on your loved ones. Kiss on your babies. And uh, go who's. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.